This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. The Supreme Court is going to decide at what point someone who's been convicted of a crime can argue that the reason he got convicted was that he had a lousy lawyer. Let's go to former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. So it sounds like the Supreme Court might be worried that, uh, depending on which way it rules, convicts could just file endless appeals? I think that's what was frustrating the state of Arizona when they came in and argued this case. They're saying, look, First of all, we're talking about individuals who've been convicted in state court. Their convictions have been upheld by the state appellate courts, including the, you know, in this case, the Arizona Supreme Court. Then the death row inmates appeal to federal court. And, uh, you know, they're supposed to use these habeas petitions, as they're called, to argue that there were procedural defects in the state court proceedings. But what's been happening is that they are more and more relying on claims of ineffective assistance of counsel in the federal courts. Now, why are they doing that? Well, to understand that, we have have to talk about something called EDPA, which is the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act. Mm -hmm. It's a federal statute from 1996. It prohibits, with just a few exceptions, a federal court from holding an evidentiary hearing if the defendant has failed to develop the factual basis of a claim in state court proceedings. In other words, you can't wait to bring up a claim in federal court that you didn't bring up in state court, didn't develop a factual basis in state court, because the federal courts are supposed to be considering procedural challenges, not holding evidentiary hearings, not retrying the case. But what if the Um, reason you didn't bring it up was because you had a crummy attorney? And that is why in 2012... The Supreme Court issued a ruling in a case called Martinez v. Ryan, which created an exception. Uh, it's not an exception found in the statute, but it's an exception they found is needed for fairness. The exception is to allow prisoners to raise a claim of ineffective assistance of trial counsel, because if the reason you didn't develop the factual basis for your claim in state court proceedings is you had a bad attorney, you know it's not fair to deny you that opportunity you know, in the federal court. Now, the problem is that more and more death row inmates who've been convicted in state court, had their convictions upheld by the state Supreme Court, are using ineffective assistance of counsel to try to obtain new evidentiary hearings in federal court, contrary to the plain language of this federal statute. So what the Supreme Court has done here is, in effect, overrule its own opinion in Martinez v. Ryan from 2012 and say, we're going with the statute. Congress has said that federal courts can't have evidentiary hearings on these kinds of claims if the prisoner didn't bring them up and develop a factual basis for them in state court. You don't get another bite at the apple to come up with a brand new argument at federal court. But you know, there's still a problem with uh, of fairness if if someone is bringing up an ineffective assistance of counsel claim. So, you know, I, I get her argument too, but given what we're seeing and what I've heard myself from the Arizona Attorney General about more and more appeals being extended by claiming ineffective assistance of counsel in order to use the Martinez v. Ryan exception, I, I get where Arizona is coming from on this. Okay. Now, this is pretty complicated, what you're saying, but could this, for example, hurt things like the Innocence Project, which, you know, goes goes back and looks through the evidence again and finds, oh, well, this guy actually was innocent, and we need to uh, appeal this in federal court now. Well, potentially, yes, and the Innocence Project obviously does not like this decision at all. However, we 
oppose the death penalty under state laws in state courts, right? So the the only reason you go to federal court is that you've got some sort of federal constitutional claim, and the Congress has decided to limit those kinds of claims to procedural claims. They've said once you've fully litigated the case in state court, you don't, you know, and that's where all the evidence is heard, and that's where you have a jury. Once everyone in, in the state system has done their job. Uh, you don't get to come to federal court and re- retry the case. Uh, that's what they're. That's that's what Congress decided. So if there is evidence of innocence, it needs to be brought up in state court, and you have an opportunity as a defendant in state court to appeal your case to the intermediate court of appeals and to the state supreme court. You know that means you also have the opportunity in state court to argue ineffective assistance of counsel, and you shouldn't be bringing that claim up for the first time when you go to federal court. I see. Of course, the Innocence Project will say in in certain states, there's institutional racism or, you know, some other fatal flaw that means our only recourse for a fair trial is federal court. Except that in our system of laws, you don't get to go retry your case in federal court when you've been convicted under state law. I mean, the states are assigned most of the responsibility for making and enforcing criminal laws. There are, of course, federal criminal laws, but that's only an issue when you know you're charged in federal court, right, by the U.S. attorney, and and you go to federal prison or you're sentenced to the to death under federal law. If it's state law, it's the state system, and the federal courts are only there as a backstop. And it's an important backstop. I mean, let's not understate this. It, it's still a very powerful tool for defendants to use, but it's a backstop on procedural and constitutional questions, not a backstop for retrying your case with the evidence. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Dave.